0: the outtake podcast i'm sam and we are back to talk about talk about all things pop culture but in that way we're we it's all kind of bollocks so joining me this time we've got amelia how's things amelia
1: things are lovely and sunny so i'm great
0: things are lovely and sunny it's been fucking boiling this it's, 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 mm-hmm. it's that british summer where it's it's, it's way too hot it's, it's the exact thing we've been asking for all year and we all complain about it jacob how have you been
2: uh warm i can tell i'm a bit pink i've got the sun reflecting in my eyes yeah it's uh gonna be an interesting one
0: yeah man all right so let's get into the news so it's very trailer heavy since we last did this don't worry there's not going to be three months worth of news i've just condensed it to recent events two big trailers coming out okay let's dive right into it what do we think of the eternals
1: don't get it <laughs> <laughs> What
2: the
0: heck is going on, bro? <laughs> it is only a teaser trailer. It is only a Fact
2: teaser trailer. Not a lot. It's right.
0: It's one of these where because they're like a D-list property in the comics. It's like, I would have liked to have no more, but also I'm intrigued by the mystery, you know? Yeah. Um I think it's definitely it it looks like like f- filmically, I think it looks stunning. It doesn't look like a marvel movie, you know?
1: Hmm. That's true. It does look really interesting. It's got an interesting story. I'm all for it. Well, so... Like, if it's interesting. So to
0: get mildly into it, and I I don't want to say spoilers for Eternals because this is just conjecture. Right now, we really don't know anything about the movie. But it's said to be heavily based on an Eternals book written by Neil, Neil Gaiman, where the premise of that book was they had all forgotten that they were Eternals and they sort of have to learn it. And I get the sense that this movie is going to be similar, that that they've had some sort of amnesia... And it's not going to be like a linear storyline, like there will be a scene set in the modern day immediately going into a scene set in the, you know, prehistoric mm-hmm. era or whatever. And they're all just going to naturally flow into each other, I think. Okay. Um, so that could be interesting. And what about uh, Last Night in Soho, the new Edgar Wright movie, assuming we've seen the trailer for this?
1: I think it looks interesting. Doesn't it's it th- Interesting's Interesting
2: is definitely the right word. Mm. It- first watching it i was like this this is that edgar wright movie apparently i wouldn't have guessed necessarily if you hadn't told me it was by him that it's by him yeah Mm
0: -hmm. there's some nice little stylistic things in it that i think like i and i have to believe that this is this happens in the movie i don't think you would just shoot this for the trailer but it's the shot where she's under the covers and then she like flicks it up and then like trailer text comes up as the camera sort of endlessly pans through this infinite bed I don't you know i have to assume that shot's going to remain in the, the film and it reminds me a lot of like the 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 flat being bigger in scott pilgrim than it really is for the opening credits to kind of like line up things like that mm. uh but yeah it was really good and let's 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 place bets now right matt smith is he going to be in the final cut of this movie <laughs> <laughs>
1: I do like that shot of, it's all over Twitter, like Twitter at the minute, you know, where they're dancing and then it he twists around and she flips to Anna Taylor-Joy or the other way around. Yeah. I can't remember that. It should be an interesting film. So, yeah, let's see.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. No, it looks really good. It looks really good. And it doesn't, it looks like the kind of, horror that i can get behind like more psychological Mm -hmm. less jump scare because i I tune out on jump scare horror but like if you're gonna really play around with interesting ideas yeah i'm on board so that's interesting um not a trailer but i did want to bring this up Uh, have you guys seen yet or 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 do you know about the plot details of the brand new cruella movie
1: no i I want to watch it i've seen a couple of clips and it's i I like emma stone i'm counting this
0: as news right even though it's not really news, but it's fucking hilarious. So um, there's two big things about this movie that have stood out to everyone. Um, one, so the, the movie's got two jobs. So one, it's got to be a Cruella solo movie, which means Cruella de Vil. Cruella de Vil has to be a sympathetic character, right? And two, it is a prequel to 101 Dalmatians, right? So these are the two ways they achieve this. The movie opens with a flashback to a Dalmatian killing Cruella de Vil's
1: oh You're my saying. god is that what that meme is about <laughs> where it's like uh, it's the- a picture of the mum and it's like disney tales chew toy or something
0: yeah, the, yeah. so the the, okay. the, the the villain of the movie trains trains these dalmatians right uh i'm gonna use a phrase coined by our great mate amber uh assassination dalmatians to specifically <laughs> target <laughs> Cruella's mum's on like a balcony and one of them jumps like right at her and pushes her purposely off a balcony. So that's why she hates Dalmatians. <laughs> that makes Cruella Vil's actions okay, I guess. Um, all right. And and second, okay. it's gotta be a prequel to 101 Dalmatians. So there's gotta be some sort of tie-in to that movie in order to justify it. The way they've done this is Cruella gives Anita and Roger puppies from a litter. Which now implies that Pongo and Perdita were brother and sister. Eee, we are retroactively yeah. adding incest. <laughs> I mean, I know they're dogs, but we are still retroactively adding incest into one hundred and one Dalmatians. That's too
1: donations. close for the dog, like the puppies to come out normal though. Which, That's too close. Which, which is it? Is prequel
2: of the live action one or the animated one?
0: Neither, really. More, 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 more. The an- yeah, more just the story. I'd say the animated one more. Don't
2: they talk in one and not in the other? Do they talk in a hundred and one? They the talk anime- in the
0: cartoon, yeah.
2: Ooh. Okay, I'm not I sure. Th- th- I think they talk
0: in the live action one as well.
2: Uh, I don't think they do. I think they just sort of nod and whimper and so. For a yeah. long time since I've seen those films.
0: Uh, and finally, right, uh, this is uh, this is news per per an interview with Collider. JJ uh, Abrams dropping the bombshell on us all that uh, we should have had a plan for Star Wars.
2: <laughs> I've seen this bit of news. I've not uh, seen this
0: one. It's just an extended interview where, where someone asked him how he feels about, about, about the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Uh, and he said, You know, well, we, it's a lesson we learned the hard way, but you really should plan for these things. I'm like, Motherfucker.
1: What do and you, you mean? <laughs> What do you mean
0: it's a lesson we learned the hard
1: way? They fucked over a sequel. Like, they just completely fucked
0: over. Don't construct mystery boxes with no plan for what's inside them. And if you don't Mm -hmm. have any plans for what's inside them, you don't hire a guy whose storytelling philosophy is constructing mystery boxes.
2: Or at least leave him to clean up his own mess rather than give it to someone else (laughs) to try and deal with and then have him go back on what the answer is. Someone else. Ah, Dickheads
0: right so that's oh that's that's hilarious that's, that's it's, it's a level of ineptitude i don't think he he meant to imply for himself or lucasfilm but it was very telling so yeah that's been the news quickly on to if anyone's got anything that they've seen watched read whatever that they like to give a quick shout out and talk about i have not <laughs> to be honest with you uh, like, i'll tell uh, you what.
1: oh go on amelia we watched Mitchell's versus the Machines the other day. I have been meaning Ooh, to watch this right? film. How is it? We we watched it and we were like, oh, it's a kids film that we've heard like good stuff about. It's, Lord it's and Miller, genuinely, right? Genuinely, yeah, it's genuinely hilarious. Like we were watching it, like it's one of those good kids films where the kids are just like, oh my god, that's funny, haha. Ha. But as an adult, you're like, oh my god, that was really dark. <laughs> it's it honestly, watch it tonight or whenever. It's only about an hour and something long. We were genuinely in, like in. Hysterics at some of the points. It is really funny. So honestly, nice, give it a watch. Nice. That's good to hear. It's good to hear. Jacob, you got anything?
2: Uh I watched Point Break last night, the original one. For the I first time. For the first time.
0: How did you find Point Break? I have not seen Point Break. I've I've, I've seen, seen it, yeah. I've seen the scene from Point Break that's in Hot Fuzz.
2: <laughs> yeah, where he just shoots up in the air <laughs> Yeah, where he shoots up yeah. in the air and goes ah. Um, yeah. It it goes on. I didn't I didn't check the runtime a think before I sat down to watch it. But you keep thinking, oh, it's going to finish here, and then they do another bit, and then oh, it's going to finish, and then another bit. How long but is it? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't look It, oh, up. Yeah, okay. it just yeah, felt, felt long. Is what you're getting. No. Yeah. It just yeah. felt long, um, and I think it could be a prequel to John Wick. <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> Why not? Makes sense. Um, but Keanu Reeves is a terrible FBI agent. He's nice. awful. Absolutely terrible. He gets so many people killed. Is this
0: Keanu's like first action gig, Point Break?
1: Yes. Well, I'm not sure what year it came out. Yes. It
2: was. Would have been pre-Matrix. Early '90s, I think. Yeah, pre-Matrix. Yeah. But, but how? I
0: mean, how is he in that kind of role? Because obviously, like, I just know him as he's Bill or Ted. Shit.
1: A <laughs> lot <laughs> of the others. Yeah. And he's, then he's I mean, Neo.
0: You know, like that's, that's that's. I don't. I've never seen the Bridge Point. Between those two, uh,
1: it's there's a great point. Ooh. Whoa.
2: <laughs> I mean, in mind, um, it, it feels like a mash of Neo and Bill or Ted because he's kind of like trying to get in with the surfer guys. So I'm like, oh, I, I understand the spiritualness of it. It's ah, oh, dude. I'm like, oh, okay. There's there's that bit of that movie coming through, but then he does some running and some shooting. It's a weird mix. I don't know. It was it was kind of strange. And I kept thinking Patrick Swayze was Kurt Russell. But it's not, it's Patrick Swayze. I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can Um, I can get that. (laughs) So yeah, I watched that. I finally read, I actually read a book. I read Mm -hmm. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Which which was a, a film we've looked at before. Yes. And I find it way easier to read a book when I've already I don't have to do the imagining. Someone's done it for
1: me. <laughs> I, get that. I get
2: that. So that, that, that was good. The ending is different and a little bit more abrupt. But the ending of that film was quite abrupt anyway.
0: There's more books though, isn't there?
2: Yeah, yeah. there are four more.
0: Yeah, trilogy so of four, yeah,
2: isn't this, it? Yeah, yeah trilogy of Was it five? five?
0: It's five, yeah. Yeah, I five. Remember, I, that's right. Because I remember ripping it off my GCSE uh, English writing literally uh i, I had tr- the, the phrase trilogy of five in my uh that is my title it's ripped off the design straight up yeah well
2: um, yeah, oh, have you it? Pretty much oh i was gonna say i've also i also watched invincible if anyone else has watched that i have not
0: i'm slowly I've being convinced to watch it
1: oh the animation yeah 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 yeah, yeah i've watched i watched the first like two episodes of zach and then he ended up watching the rest while i was in work he said it was good From what I watched, it's very violent, and you don't expect it. Holy shit. Yeah, 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 there are obviously
2: comparisons between it and the boys. A lot of the boys, Mm -hmm. you feel very tense because anyone could just immediately get blown up or ripped apart. This is kind of similar, but feels less like a middle finger to the genre, more like it's doing its own thing. Okay. Yeah. I... I've covered all three bases there. All three of them, the mediums have done it.
0: Might do it. Am I... I, I don't know. I'm really hesitant with like mature superhero stuff. I don't like edginess for edginess's sake. But I do keep getting recommended. That's it.
2: understandable. This doesn't feel too much like that. The boys definitely does.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, but the, this... the boys to me feels just like Watchmen, but with no nuance.
1: We've still not even watched season two yet. And the fact that we're not like, always put that on like now kind of that's why i think why we've been pushing like, it back We're like, just like
0: i see a lot of people's takes about the boys where they're like it's the fucking terrible image it's like it's like how america sees itself and then it's superman then it's like how america really is and then it's homelander and i'm like yeah that's the that's the that's point, the point. <laughs> like you've not discovered yeah. a secret thing here that's the point of the show <laughs> um i'm going to attempt uh a terrible segue Right? And it's terrible based on the fact that I might just not have the facts right because I don't know enough about the the film or potential franchise. But point break. Big swig. Would you like to (laughs) say... I was going to just cut that for the audio version. That's going to stay in now. Took a big swig. (laughs) Point break. Do you think that would make a good sequel or reboot all these years later? Because that Ladies and gentlemen, is our big topic for this week? Long-awaited sequels, reboot. long-awaited bro- They did reboot Point Break. How was they it? Have. Let's st- let's start there. Have you seen it? And how was it?
2: I've not seen it. You've not, I know seen it. It. not seen it. Who
0: was in it? Who was in Point Point Break?
2: Oh, I don't know that either. I, I googled it <laughs> earlier on, and I didn't recognize any of the names really.
0: So, well, we'll start with that. That was a bad decision. That was a bad decision. It's <laughs> <That's> not. <laughs> if if it's that unmemorable. Cause I, I i i genuinely didn't even know there was one which you know
2: 2015. Um, 2015.
1: Uh, that's quite recent that's very recent
0: yeah. welp so
1: uh, <laughs> yeah
2: doesn't look great
0: does it does, is there is there a review next to it like a score let's get a general uh, feel for this
2: i can i can get the one well, my I'm own imdb so there's gonna be a score
0: 5.3 out of 10. <laughs> so obviously sometimes these things don't work. And unfortunately, because like I said, I had, I had, I had us a heads up there was going to be a terrible segue because I don't know enough about Point Break. It turns out neither, neither does the rest of us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but sometimes these things are not so great. So what I want to do is go around a little bit of a circle. We're going to, we're going to give a shout out to a movie that took a long time to come out, whether it be a sequel or a reboot that did not work and have a little discussion of why. And I'll start us off right? I know it's very obvious, I wouldn't be shocked if either of you had also picked this. But Kingdom of the Crystal Skull.
2: Ah, oh, that was my one!
0: It <laughs> yeah. was my immediate go-to. Because it feels like a movie that has misunderstood everything about Indiana Jones. Like, it's got all yeah. the elements in there, but they're all wrong, you know?
2: Yeah, if you... I get setting uh an Indiana Jones film in the sixties. You go, all right. What was what was big in the sixties? What were like the the myths or the conspiracies? And yeah, it was it was Alien, and it yeah, was the but... Roswell stuff and Area Fifty One and Russians. So I kind of get that that's what they would want to do, but that doesn't mean that they should have done it. No,
0: and it was too. It's weird, isn't it? Because because it's not like Indiana Jones is a franchise that hasn't had fantastic elements. The Ark of the Covenant was a box that burnt everyone's face off there was a Mm -hmm. ghost guiding the holy grail you know like it's not like these elements aren't in the franchise but it feels like (sighs) indiana jones is an adventure franchise with supernatural elements what it is not is a supernatural franchise or a science fiction franchise so the ghosts and the and the and the and the curse of the the arc go unexplained in a way that Adds to the movie. It's just this level of mythos, and you know, Last Crusade's got some problems as well, but it's like nowhere near as bad as Crystal Skull. And I think one of the big, big factors is yeah, like, like if you want to do aliens, you could do aliens, but they shouldn't literally look like you know the, the little green <laughs> cartoon, men, aliens. cartoon aliens <laughs> with a cartoon actual UFO shaped UFO. Like, even as a kid, I was like, nah, I don't, I don't buy
2: this. Yeah. Yeah which you know it's bad where even as a kid you go this is
0: that's your bad. target demo and and while yeah. we're on it as well I, I think it's today it's either today or tomorrow as of time of recording they're about to start shooting indie Ooh, are we is that something we want to see yeah I'm i think not... i'm back on board for it why
2: so because
0: sure. i yeah I'm, well, I'm with amelia well
2: when they <sighs> when they did uh they when they first rebooted star wars for example we got the prequels love them or hate them their quality is debated and varying even throughout those three films yes then when they rebooted star wars again we got force awakens at least initially it was just force Awakens. and generally that was pretty well received and pretty well loved so hopefully the second reboot around for a Lucasfilm property should should be okay, I reckon. It's been about the similar amount of time, I think.
0: Yeah. Do
1: you We're think kidding. they would just
0: drop a lot of those elements? Like, I don't see them rehiring Shia LaBeouf, you know, right now.
1: I'd say so. I think I'd they just say... need to let Harrison Ford enjoy his retirement.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I My guy I just literally
1: wants to retire. <laughs> I probably have a know.
2: picture of him. A little picture and a photo frame on, like, a... As, as it it will pan across like a fireplace. Like in Sean Connery. Like in Transformers Five,
0: Shire. there's a little picture of Shia LaBeouf pulling a silly face. To acknowledge that
2: <laughs> with, with the president. Or yeah, something, yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. I reckon they'll do that rather than bring him back. I mean, he wasn't terrible in that. I don't remember. It was. A, it was, was the, worst the, thing. The,
0: the criticism. I think of Shia at that time was just an overexposure thing. Like he was just in a lot, pretty much. Yeah, you that's know?
2: fair. Um. So if they did bring him back, I wouldn't hate it. But yeah, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. What do you think you'd want it to be? be?
0: Have they said when it's set yet? I don't think so. I don't think we know any plot details. But like, let's let's use that as like a blank slate. What do you think you'd want it to be?
2: I think I'd want it to be like even though the war, like World War Two and stuff, is is even if it's in sixties, seventies, eighties time, I'd still do Nazis because i wouldn't say they're a classic villain but that kind of gives them too much credit you could there's, i feel like there's a lot more you can do with that and look at how almost make it reflect modern day america as well but how it's still an okay. issue yeah it's still very much they are the bad guys like it's not freedom of speech we'll just let them have their opinion no they're fucking evil they're fucking
0: nazis yeah
2: yeah exactly and they, they, probably, they do exist still now, and they still existed back then. And you could do something kind of classic in that they're after a thing, a MacGuffin, a, a box, or a, or a cup to make Nazis everywhere good and strong. But I haven't given it too much thought. Yeah, that's right. I did put you on the spot. I did put you on the yeah. spot. But yeah, I reckon still sticking with that topic even if it's not in like the world war yeah. setting i think would be interesting
1: mm.
0: that's fair uh okay well amelia what was your bad bad example of a reboot or so
1: a i went for this one just because i wouldn't say it's necessarily bad because i haven't watched it all the way through but maybe, to me, that, maybe that's a sign casting. that it's not so great maybe, <laughs> maybe for me i've picked it as bad just because i wasn't too keen on the casting as well like recasting a character so i went for my bad ish as mary poppins returns okay just because i think when you've got such a classic character it's hard to replace and i think they just went oh emily blunt's british and she can kind of sing let's go for her i
0: get what you're saying i mean it's
1: like i love her in a quiet place i think she's an amazing actress but i don't know if for me she was mary poppins i'm not sure
0: no, I get that. I, I definitely felt at the time, like, Mary Poppins Returns... To me, it's still a absurdist concept. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why in 20... Was it 2020? 2019?
2: Something like that. There was, there I've, was, got it, I've got it here. It like,
0: was... there was a continuation of Mary Poppins. I just didn't see the demand. Like, Mary mm-hmm. Poppins as a movie is still... Well, I don't know, still, but at least when I was a kid, when we were kids, I presume. Mm -hmm. It's not really aged for that target demo. Like, it's wildly enjoyable for the age. Uh, Neither is she,
1: if we think. She goes to see the Banks kids as, like, adults, and she supposedly still looks the same as Julie Andrews does in the first one. Is she an alien? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she's Uh, got magic.
0: Yeah. So. No, I get that. It, mm. it always seemed as a weird choice to me to do that movie.
1: Mm.
2: And um, I found with that film as well that Lin Manuel Miranda feels very shoehorned into it.
1: It's like, oh, he did Hamilton.
2: And he's done. <laughs> yeah, he's good in it. And they do that dancing with bikes on a roof or something. But mm. it was. It felt like he was in it because of. Who
1: it he felt was, like they did. Of, you know what know, they did with *The Force Awakens*, where. It was almost like, it felt like you were watching someone's love letter to A New Hope. This Mm -hmm. one, just from what I remember, was almost like, oh, I remember everything that was really good about Mary Poppins. You've got sort of chimney sweeps were going with lamp lighters and we've still got that animation sequence because everyone loved that with the penguins. It's like they've just tried to take everything from that film and put it into this instead of just making it its own. do you know what i mean so i'm not sure i don't like it when films do that i like it when they're a bit more creative if you want to be a sequel to something that's fine just make it its own thing
0: yeah i (laughs) no, i totally agree actually because i think i think sometimes when a movie has like a gimmick that persists i I think a good example of this is you know those two making a third one actually those two robert downey jr sherlock holmes movies Mm -hmm. the first one which i actually think is a pretty fun movie uh Mm. has that great little fight scene where sherlock calculates how the fight's going to go in his head and what level of damage every single hit's going to go and it's very it's wildly entertaining it's a great way to show show seductive abilities in an action capacity great idea seeing it four more times in the sequel was completely unwarranted
2: mm. yeah you would
0: not be disappointed
2: is. if it wasn't in there though
0: uh, yeah I, I well no i i i don't i didn't need to see it because the fun to me of sherlock holmes the fun to me of always has been about sherlock holmes is finding new things out it's it's about dis- deduction it's about discovery like like the original story a study in uh scarlet is a great book i, I read it as a teenager not really expecting to like it because when i was a kid i remember seeing some of the old like basil rathbone who used to play Sherlock Holmes. Mm. i saw some of those and i as a very young child i found them a bit boring to be honest with you so Mm -hmm. i was i was was, was a bit against the idea and then I, i just took a gamble i downloaded an app that had every single one of them on it and i read a study in scarlet and the first murder scene uh sherlock encounters um they're like it's, it's, I mean, if, if you've seen the BBC television show Sherlock, you'll recognize this sequence as well. It's just, it's inverted in the BBC show. So um, there's some writing on a wall and uh, the police identify it as Rache, which is German for revenge. And Sherlock deduces that they were actually probably more likely trying to say, oh no, wait, which way is it? Oh shit, I'm getting I'm getting the fucking two continuities confused. I think I think the police think it's saying Rachel and then Sherlock actually says, yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's saying revenge. It's like, ooh, piqued your interest. But when he does it, um, he actually tells you how tall the victim must have been to be able to write that on the wall and which hand they're using. And it's all using techniques you can just use like when you when you when you read when you find out how Sherlock does it you go shit that makes total sense and that's mm. what all the great Sherlock Holmes stories are doing it's about learning new things so just mm. watch him continue to do something he's already done in another film again and again and again i don't find that very fun that's not what Sherlock No, I, as get, well.
1: I get that
0: fair enough did you more yeah. things for me
1: i want to read the books now they're good they're very they're very they're <laughs> very enjoyable so they're
0: fun because so they're all written from the perspective of um john watson he's your point of view character so you like Sherlock explains his deductioning reasons to Watson in a way that doesn't feel alienating to the audience because you're grounded through his perspective.
1: Good, yeah, they're okay. really I'll good. Get it.
0: Um, Jacob, I mean, you mentioned that you know I'd, I'd taken Kingdom of the Crystal School, but you did do you have anything else in mind?
2: Well, uh maybe I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to go with Ghostbusters 2016, and then we got that one, uh, which i want to talk more about but i've not actually seen it have you not i just just know that it's i've heard it's bad okay and i'm not i don't not particularly intrigued to watch it
0: i saw it in the cinema um oh so the 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 problems with ghostbusters 2016 it's it's a weird one you know it's one of those where um (laughs) it's a good example of a movie that is not very good but i'm scared to say it's not very good because i'm scared of attracting attention (laughs) from the wrong crowd you know from like misogynists Mm. that are like yeah fucking fuck those women (laughs) like no, that's not sure. that's not the problem with this movie. Okay. Uh, so there's there's some legacy problems with this movie. Like for example, all of the original cast are brought back, but they're all playing new characters for no apparent reason. Like Bill Murray. Oh, really? sh- yeah, Bill Murray shows up as just some random guy that kind of knows about ghosts, and then is killed within like five minutes of his introduction as part mm-hmm. of a joke. It's very it's a very strange cameo. I don't know why they did it. Um, Interesting. The problem. With that movie though, it's, it's so it's it's got the legacy problem. It should have just been a passing of the torch movie. You had all the cast to do a passing of the torch movie. You didn't. That was stupid. Two, um, I mean, have you seen any of Paul Feig's other movies like Spy uh, or uh, was it called Spy or was it Spy Hard?
2: The one with Melissa McCarthy and Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. But I can tell that they've been done by the same person.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not my kind of humor, unfortunately. Well,
2: this is it. So
0: there's some jokes in this. It's 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 a straight comedy, which is fine. The original Ghostbusters is basically just a straight comedy. Um, but the 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 style of humor is, I'd say it's it's a it's an example of throwing everything at, at the wall. Like jokes reach their natural climax, and then they keep going for like two or. Three three minutes and you Mm. really get the sense that the movie you're watching you could probably cut half an hour out of it and Mm. have a funnier tighter better movie because the jokes just keep going on and like like if you've gone at one joke and then it just keeps persisting it just starts to get annoying it's never going to turn you around into a full laugh it's just and that's kind of the problem with that movie
2: yeah i find that sometimes with some american comedies i'm not sure if it's i think it is mostly american one where the comedy is more cringe comedy than yeah like, i'd say yeah, that yeah line. i
1: agree
2: and i feel like ghostbusters what was it called just ghost just ghostbusters 2016
1: yeah. yeah
2: that probably fell victim to that mm-hmm. i mean i don't want to type directly to melissa mccarthy but i feel like <laughs> a lot of the films she's in that's the sort of humor she does
1: yeah, yeah. also as well i've, I've there's the woman who does a lot of um, SNL stuff as well. She's in it. And again, I think the comedy that she's been involved in on SNL, again, to a British person, I think as well, it's just not funny. We're just like, ooh, that's a bit a bit cringe. So yeah. I, I think as well her acting style is possibly very similar to Melissa McCarthy's acting style.
2: We are getting a re reboot of it
1: yeah no. the, um, fin- part.
2: which mm. which i
0: I'm quite excited about because mm. it's to me it's pulling energy from like a a slightly different eighties franchise it feels a bit Goonies-esque to me but in a good way you know it's kids discovering this fantastical yeah. technology and it just happens to be that they were related to the ghostbusters and yeah and and bringing it into a new generation I like that it's the 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 grandchildren of egon I like that they're discovering because the thing the thing the thing with ghostbusters is it was it's a family movie it's a kids comedy essentially it's ghostbusters 2 in particular and i think the torch always should have been passed down to the next generation of children to view the ghostbusters through them mm. rather than just a, a, a group of people who i don't know it it's weird I, th- I think i think i think the the new characters in ghostbusters 2016 they're just kind of they are kind of just female versions of the original characters like yeah you know but then like turn turn everything up to 11 you know yeah
2: yeah that's fair enough i mean as much as you say ghostbusters was a kid's movie but creepy kids yeah man Gordy <laughs> <So, Yeah, man. laughs> weaver oh fool. Mm, that was that was <laughs> weird some of that stuff was oh, never mind but that was probably my more obvious Reboot was a bad option. The yeah. other one I was going to go with was Star Wars with the prequels again. But I rewatched Phantom Menace recently ish and I genuinely enjoyed it. So,
0: what was it that stood out to you on this rewatch as like an uh, enjoyable?
2: I think it was more nostalgia than actual quality, to That's be fun. honest. Yeah. Um,
0: Do you know what stands out to me on, on rewatches of Phantom Menace? One. Uh, and I definitely think that this is going to make me sound contrarian i really enjoy jake lloyd in that movie to be honest with you i think jake lloyd genuinely is the only one there that knows what movie he's in
2: you mcgregor knows what he's doing
0: what i'm not saying he doesn't know what he's doing i'm not but i i think everyone else thinks it's a far serious flick than what it really is <laughs> i think that's i think george asked jake lloyd to say yippee and he said right okay it's that sort of movie he didn't yeah.
2: interpret that as be joyous he just said yippee yeah. that's true yeah. Yeah. and also the dialogue for anakin between one and two doesn't change even though he's aged up by 10 years yeah right like, some of the lines they get hayden Christensen to say in two i can much I, if jake lloyd was saying them i'd go oh yep yeah, okay i i maintain that, that we Chuck. didn't
0: need to see darth vader that young but i don't hate it you know? yeah
2: i'm also quite interested by the politics by it now it's good that i'm a bit i like now the politics is more i get it yeah rather than when i was younger yeah and it's one of the things i think is more interesting about star wars somehow especially now that bad batch has been i'm not sure if you guys have been watching that i've not a lot of it is how the Republic transitions into the Empire, and how some of the new political imp- implementation of stuff very quickly shifts over to the Empire, very quickly. And th- th- that's what Phantom Menace is all about. It's just just politics talk, yeah. but it's Star Wars now.
0: Yeah. And... Well, I mean, it's funny, you know, because we th- there was there was some guy in our our place of work the other day saying "Ah, star wars it's all brain dead you know and i'm like look if you don't like star wars it's perfectly valid to not like star wars i totally Mm -hmm. get it but the idea that it's like brain dead and there's nothing there like three of those movies are straight up just about how homegrown like fear leads into fascist regimes like it's Mm -hmm. palpatine constructs a fake war in order to motivate all this money going into militaristic operations, and he controls Legend. both sides. It's like it's it's smart, and it's also how this fucking works. It's 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 you create a culture of fear within a civilian opera- base. They give in to nay, actively want authoritarian policies, and then the next thing you know, this madman has like full control, and all the people mm. kind of wanted it to happen. Like it's intelligent. It's got a point. It's yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think there's a lot of value in those the prequel movies, from that perspective. Yeah,
2: yeah I agree. I, I
0: agree. I'm gonna give this. So a... which is
2: why that's why I chose Ghostbusters as being <laughs> my bad one rather than. Uh, because...
0: so, so yeah, I I think that's a good point. And actually, leading into a a good example of a reboot, my again perfectly obvious answer, but my one my one totally was the Force Awakens, you know, because that movie has been negatively impacted now by the revelations of the rise of skywalker all sure
2: of, all of the previous star wars movies have been all,
0: impacted yeah. the revelations <laughs> this is in the rise of skywalker this is the thing um but to take myself back to 2015 to be in that cinema to be watching a sequel to return of the jedi because that's what it was you know like like it it, it wasn't necessarily about like oh well you know it's revenge of the sith and now it's voice awakens it was specifically about a sequel to return of the jedi and in the same way that indiana jones had all the things but did them wrong i think force awakens had all the things and did them right like mm. the were the lightsaber battles as, as, as flamboyant and over the top as the prequels no but they were engaging and it felt like at any moment anyone could die within them fan favorite characters came back and they were Full, they were real like like you, you could see that they've progressed they've moved on from where they were in episode six but they were still them and it was like oh it's, it's Han solo it's Chewbacca and the best feeling of all like I don't know how much this might have resonate with you guys but like for me one of the stand-up moments of that movie the heart of that movie to me there's one scene and it's where um uh they're on the Falcon and they're going to Maz's castle I can't remember what her the planets called Taco Dana. Taco Dana. I think. Makes me hungry. I play
2: so because Tacos. Because Tacos,
0: yeah, it was a bad joke. Uh, yeah. So the Falcon comes into the atmosphere. <laughs> Falcon comes into the atmosphere and the music swells. And Ray looks out the window and just says, I didn't know there was this much green in the whole galaxy. And you know, and, and, and Han considers her life and, and how she's been stuck. And you see this. Kind of parental desire to like. I, no, I have to. I I don't want to admit it, but I have to look after this girl. And you know, and I had all these adventures when I was young, and I want to pass that on. And I remember seeing that scene in the cinema the first time and going, "Fucking Star Wars, man!" <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's all no, about. It could have been a really good
1: setup movie. Yeah. What? Yeah, it could long. have been that good segue into.
0: I loved all the characters. <laughs> I loved theoretically where they, they they all could go i loved thinking about it. it wasn't just because of the mystery box nature compelled me to consider i was like i love these characters i can't wait to see how they progress and cool. um yeah like i said it, it's it's tainted now um but it's and, and and a lot of people made the complaint that yeah it's too it does based too much on a new hope and i do agree um but i think it was the exact movie it needed to be in 2015 yeah i agree with that fair okay amelia what's your positive one
1: so my positive one i'm stuck between two just because these are reboots right or sequels like like reboots or sequels yeah okay both of them are reboots (laughs) the first one i didn't realize was a reboot but that's just because the film is a like from the 60s or 70s probably or that uh, my first one is The Great Gatsby, partly because I am reading the book at the minute. Um, I have thought back to that film and I was just like, that film is just absolutely crazy. And the other one, which I'm just mentioning in passing because I know you guys wouldn't have seen it, is the new version of Emma that released with Anna Taylor-Joy. It's a very good film. Like, if you like that kind of a thing, if you like your Jane Austen programs. But if you're not, it can. I guess it's quite boring. But from our point <laughs> of view, it's a fun take on it. But The Great Gatsby, I assumed you might have seen through watching, like... in english or something but that was my kind of like oh that's quite good i didn't mind that as a film like stylistically it's pretty random and out there but i think it's quite close to what the 1920s madness could have been like i don't know a lot of like the valley and the ashes and all that i i I don't know yeah that that's my kind of like oh that's quite good wasn't it (laughs) one of
0: those things great Gatsby that i just have no interaction with whatsoever like i i I've, I've seen like screenshots of it it looks very pretty mm-hmm. like it looks very what's the word it's like a, <clears throat> I guess <laughs> the only word that's coming to my head is posh but that's not what i mean but you know what i mean like it's glamour i look at it and it's glamour oh you know? yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah, i don't really know anything about so it
1: like i peed in the music like they what, what? The <laughs>
0: <laughs> they what
1: yeah and some of the, they did some of the music for it um listen, go and have a look at the album it's mad obviously Lana Del Rey did a song from it as well the soundtrack is very like 2010s let's put it that way um but if you watch it what the I'm special effects, what I'm, I'm picturing I don't is even know how you ca- explain it I'm picturing it. The Carrie Mulligan comes...
0: in like a tiara and like a dress and there's all these golden lights around her and people are drinking wine waiters are, are offering up I don't even know what an hors d'oeuvre is, but they're offering it up. And in the <laughs> background, all you're going to hear is, I want to scream and shout I let it all.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're not far off. It's her in very glam 1920s clothing, except it's, like, say, a Black RP song, but with more of a kind of 1920s tune to it. It's so weird. There's a bit in the book where, like, he's taken the guy uh, Peter Parker uh, what you call him Um, Andrew McGuire he gets sent off with the uh, husband Tim McGuire sorry and um, he gets he goes away with one of the mates and they get drunk and the song is a little party never kill nobody and all that and I'm just watching it like what the fuck is happening like it's so random but it's a refund film so if that didn't sell it for you oh yeah (laughs) it absolutely did (laughs) What
0: a wild time. <laughs> but like but but would you say that like it's as a reboot it it modernizes it in the right way or it still stays true to, to the original like would you say would you say like the modern elements don't hinder it it's it's like a, it's like a good you know it's, it's a positive addition
1: oh yeah yeah i mean if, if i you know how that bridgerton came out and it was really gorge gaudy whatever the word is like kind of I don't know how you'd explain that style but sort of, it's old fashioned but it's got hints of, like it's got a modern twist to it so that like it's not so historical that it's boring and dull um, compared, only, like I say I'm reading the book so I was just kind of googling clips of the film just as I read a chapter to be like oh yeah that's really similar and I got recommended clips of a film like I say I'm not sure how old it was but it was old and when you look at the two the older one is like like we, like you'd say is very boring and very sort of oh yes i would you like an order whereas this one's like yeah do you want an order like it's so (laughs) weird like so as a reboot from that point of view i think this one's probably more enjoyable to watch than the older one
0: fair fair last up jacob what's your offering for a good a good reboot a good sequel that that took a long time to
2: get to (laughs) I, i think i'm gonna go with mad max fury road
0: that's a good choice man nice
2: I mean, I watched that one first and Same. it was just uh, w- what's it? Uh, driving and a man on electric guitar and flamethrowers and jumping on cars uh, and, and the desert. It, amazing. Absolutely loved it. And then I watched the first Mad Max <laughs> <laughs> and it was such like a... Ah, oh, oh, okay this is uh oh, okay this is not what i thought yeah but maybe i guess I need to watch two and three to see like the yeah
0: fury road is a lot more well, i mean f- three 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 is not a good movie uh hasn't three's not a good movie, <laughs> uh, a good movie. beyond From the dome is not a good movie uh it's got tina turner in it it's a weird film. Ah. two road warrior is a lot more like um fury road it feels essentially fury road because the first one, it's very clear it doesn't have a huge budget <laughs> or a fully realized world. Or, you know what I mean? Like, it's just playing around with ideas. Road Warrior Mad Max 2 is like, it's it's what, what you think of when you think of Mad Max. And I think yeah. Fury, where Fury Road succeeds is that Fury Road is the movie George Miller would have made back in the day if he'd had the money and the technology.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: It's 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 like what he always wanted Mad Max to be, and now reality has finally allowed him to showcase that vision. You know?
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't get the people who watch it in black and white. No. This is their Chrome edition. No. Uh, you come on, man. That fire is gorgeous. It's beautiful, and it's orange. I guess all of it's orange. (laughs) So maybe black and white wouldn't be too bad. It's a desert, though. It's a desert. It's just, to look uh, hot and... dudes swinging on poles <laughs> in black and white. I just feel like would be so much. Would be kind of
0: do you flat, know what? But... Right, minor fucking thing here. I don't get the obsession with watching color movies in black and white. Pro- producing a new film in black and white. I-, I can get that if you've got a stylistic choice to do mm-hmm. it. Fine, right? You know what? The the Logan Noir or whatever. Fuck off. Stop being so pretentious. <laughs> Like this yeah. was a good movie. It's really added nothing. Justice mm. League, Justice's Grey Edition. I'm not watching that movie. I did it. No, it just I did regular it.
2: Justice League. I
0: did it once, Zach. No. I'm not. I'm not doing it again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mank makes sense because it's, it's meant to be set in an olden time. Yeah. Which nothing else. <laughs> It's the one about the that. guy um, who wrote Citizen Kane. It's on Netflix. Ah,
2: maybe I'll check it out.
0: Like, like it's it's a fine technique, but like, yeah, Mad Max. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's Mad yeah. Max.
2: Come on. Um, but yeah, I think that I just I loved the the bonkers action in that, and even though there was basically no story, of let's drive to this place, let's drive back. What was it? I, that's all you need. It just was. Yeah. A lot well,
0: I mean, that that comes from because and... George Miller's thing with Mad Max has, for a long time has been you should be able to watch it without the sound turned on and still understand the movie. Fair enough. Like yeah. it's it's uh, he's I think he's always said that he's designed them to be kind of like like driving movies, you know, where you know you you could just have your you could be quite far back, you could have your car windows, you know up for some reason i don't know why you do that at a driving movie maybe necking on with someone and then you can look over and you can still know what's going on <laughs> you know in the movie. And, I th- and i think that comes think through incredible. it's a vis- it's it's i'm not you know like people do great work uh with with audio design in films but it is predominantly visual medium uh so i think i think yeah. i think i think restricting yourself to that like and yeah you have to produce a simpler story but so what like that's a limitation as well. It's make that simple story entertaining. I think George Miller does a really good job with that.
2: Mm. Yeah. The other one that I was contemplating, I think probably would have been Joe's choice. Uh was Blade Runner 2049.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was I was actually quite shocked to to not have you pick that, Amelia. I thought you were gonna pick Blade Runner twenty forty
1: nine. I thought someone else was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, this is fair. This is fair. See, I've still not seen 2049, to be honest with you. Uh, but what I have seen, I completely get why people dig it. Yeah. I think, I think the thing that's remained consistent throughout all these quality picks is a semblance of authenticity to the original. Yeah. Not a necessarily a replication, even though they sometimes carry those parts, but just like that's why i brought up that scene from from the force awakens because it wasn't fucking star killer just being another death star it wasn't seeing lightsabers again or r2 or whatever it was like that sense of a galactic adventure like to me that scene where ray does that is exactly the same determinately as the binary sunset and a new hope in in that movie, you get it without yeah. dialogue. You, you know, you just get it through through the music and through the way Luke looks at out there. But it's the same idea, and and that comes through. That's not not a direct copy, but you got the feeling right. And I think it's the same for Fury Road. I can't comment on The Great Gatsby, but you're telling me that it's authentic. <laughs>
1: That's fine.
2: <laughs> Remember when they did the binary sunsets again in The Rise of Skywalker? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, With BB-8 there, for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Just stole Poe Dameron's droid. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs>
0: she fucking did! Everyone just forgot that was Poe's droid. Oh my yeah. god, that movie. <laughs> that movie. Yeah, I th- I, th- I, think that's what makes it. I, th- I think everything that's failed is misunderstood what makes the originals great. And I think everything mm-hmm. that's great has a love for it and a desire to recapture re- that love, reproduce that love, without necessarily copying so i don't know is this um we're mm. we putting this out as like a psa like an advice heads up hollywood if <laughs> you want to make a good <laughs> a good reboot <laughs> um yeah no i i think that's i think i think no matter what we picked there i think that's probably the same consensus we would have reached Just be true we
1: all said the exact same thing yeah That like i said earlier if you make a sequel or a reboot it's fine to honor the original but make it original in its own way <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it's one of my big problems right now about the a hyper fixation and nostalgia within the film and tv industry is actually that in another 10 20 years you should be referencing the things that are coming out now but very few mm-hmm. of those things are actually going out of their way to establish new iconography that would be worth referencing
2: Mm -hmm. oh that's a good
1: sentence
0: it's all looking back (laughs) yeah yeah man
1: copyright that one
0: (laughs) 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 it's gonna be one of my quotes in 100 years when people are studying me for some <laughs> terrible reason, <laughs> they're going to be able to put that one down. Okay. Well, I thought that was good. I thought it was a good discussion, a, a good consensus reach. That was a productive episode. Thank you very much for watching. Let us know some of your favorite long-awaited sequels, reboots in the comments down below and whether or not you think they were good. And if you agree with us in the first place watching us on YouTube, consider hitting that subscribe button Share with your friends, the show, and hitting that like button as well. And if you've been listening to us on your favorite podcasting apps, Hit that follow button as well and if you can leave us a rating that would be rad thank you very much for watching and we'll see you next time bye